0: Welcome to episode 12 of the Haiku Chronicle podcast. I'm Patricia, your host and trainee haiku writer. I wonder, do you ever graduate from this state? It's the first podcast of the International Haiku Writing Month. And as I said in episode 10, there's lots going on in the haiku world to encourage us to get on and write. Have a look at the submissions menu on the Poetry P website and it will give you some info on a few things that are going on. And if you know of more, Please email me, let me know and I'll put them on the website. Today I'm featuring a piece from Giddy Nielsen-Sweep, our first Australian guest. I'm so happy to have wonderful haiku submissions from around the world. And if you'd like to join in, please look at the website and submit from there. Giddy brought up something I wanted to discuss, actually. The syllable count in contemporary English haiku. This is something I would like to talk about very briefly. Giddy says that the English haiku is an evolving art. And as you know from my podcast, this caused me much consternation at the beginning of my studies. I had been instructed that haiku was a three-line poem in the form of 575 syllables. However, what I've been reading is that the English syllable is somewhat different from the Japanese onji, shortened to on, which are actually sound syllables on which the format was based so making a direct comparison from the Japanese to the English doesn't really work. This seems quite logical to me, and therefore my aim now is to exercise some control over my words, concentrate on more brevity. I realise as I look over my admittedly small portfolio of work that my first attempts were often overblown and padded out, as I struggled to get enough syllables to form the haiku. And that's not the point of the art, is it really? So this last week... There was a bit of snow around, but the weather in general has been much more pleasant, almost warm even. The work I've been doing is based around little bits of beauty that I've witnessed on walks that I've been taking around my home. I try and get out for an hour a day. It's relaxing and good exercise too. You can read the pieces on the website, and I'll add some pictures to illustrate the places that inspire me. But that will have to get done over time. I want to concentrate on one piece that I wrote this week. I say wrote, but it's still a work in progress. And there's a story that goes with it. My parents are Irish. Both grew up on farms, and although I grew up in South London, holidays were spent on my mother's farm with my granny. I have many memories of wandering around the farm as my granny's shadow. Imagine a little girl in her raincoat and Wellington boots squelching through the mud with a stooped little woman and a sheepdog driving the cows to milking. That was years ago. Now I find myself living in the farmlands outside the city of Zurich in Switzerland. One of the farms I pass has a rather large St Bernard dog, and when I first started my wanderings, this dog would be sitting on the porch of the farmhouse, and when he'd see me coming, he would start barking like the most ferocious beast, and then when I got as far as the farm, he would bound down to the road, still barking as if he was going to rip my body limb from limb, and he frightened the living daylights out of me. After a few of these occurrences, I decided to be brave, get down to his level and talk to him. The next time I passed, he let me pet him, and after that we became friends. His owner I didn't see until last year, and when I did, I swear my heart stopped for a few seconds. I saw the two of them in one of the top fields, driving their cows to the milking shed. His owner was a stoop little woman with grey hair and my granny's apron on, I admit it brought tears to my eyes. I hadn't seen them for some time. So long, in fact, that in my imagination she had died and then the dog had passed too of a broken heart, or vice versa. Well, this week, as I walked towards the woods, who did I see? Plodding together, a woman and her dog. The end of days. That was my first draft. But they were both alive and my doggy friend was very pleased to see me. The little old lady surprised that her dog had such a welcome for me, especially as I was speaking English to him. She had no idea that her dog was bilingual. But to return to the haiku, I was not happy with it. Lines one and two are not so bad, they could be tidied up, but line three, such a cliche, I turned to one of my favourite forums for help, My Haiku Pond Academy on Facebook, and they came up with a number of options, all of which were great, and I really appreciate the time and thought that went into them. But the two that resonated the most with what I was trying to say were from Gary and Mike. This was Gary's. Alone together, woman and her dog, the same old path. And Mike's. Pull on the leash, a little weaker each day, a woman and her dog. Thanks to both of you, I love both versions. Now I need to get on and write my own. If you have any thoughts, please feel free to contact me. All thoughts are gratefully accepted. Next, I wanted to give you a quick heads-up about submissions. I'm still taking submissions on an ongoing basis, but also the Heron's Nest are accepting submissions until the 15th of March for the June issue. You'll find a link on the Poetry P website on the submissions drop-down menu. My guest today is Giddy Nielsen-Sweep, our first Australian guest. I find her quite inspirational, and I hope you will too. Giddy started writing haiku sometime after 2010 and over the course of a few years completed four online courses with the late hygiene Alvin T. Ethington of California. And thanks to a friend, she discovered Ai Lee's beautiful Cherita poems and this Malaysian style has added to her repertoire. She and her husband, now retired, live near Brisbane in Australia. She's a registered nurse and Giddy loved her job in the care and management of babies and only retired due to advancing MS. And although she's totally disabled now, she still manages to write, assisted by her devoted husband and full-time carer, Peter. She intends to continue writing as long as her health allows. She says of herself, I'm a delinquent haiku writer, sometimes a little rebellious, and have been roundly admonished for it. Despite that, I must take issue with you over your desire to use alliteration. Brevity is the first rule of haiku, I would say. But an avoidance of language enhancements, as far as possible, is also most important. Am I going to argue my case with Giddy? Not yet. I've read that alliteration was very much approved of in the traditional Japanese haiku, but I'm getting the impression that they're not so welcome in contemporary English haiku. I'll get back to you on that one, Giddy. Giddy has given some thought to the use of seasonal words. She says, To my mind, depending on what the subject is, of course, a seasonal word is irrelevant in many cases. As a result, a lot of haiku written today are really senrayu. In this, I certainly agree with Giddy. I find myself writing more senrayu or maybe just realising that's what I'm doing. Giddy continues, Recently I discovered Australia has its own seasonal word list. I haven't researched it yet to find out if Britain and America have specific ones for them, but I guess they must do. So if anyone knows, can they contact me and let me know? What does Giddy recommend to improve your haiku writing? She says joining writing groups, Uh, she's a member of Fan Story, which has helped her with her writing, and reading. She has the book The Haiku Handbook by William Higginson with Penny Harter. She also has her own poetry website, and you'll find the links on the show notes for today. Now, despite her disabilities, Giddy is very active. She's publishing a memoir about growing up on a farm in the Australian bush, and preparing a book of photo haiku with her photographer friend, Dawn Toomey. So here is her haiku, straight from her childhood. Smoke billies protect us from sandflies. Country school. Simple and lovely. Thanks, Giddy. I hope I can feature you again soon. If you would like to be our guest of the week, please contact me through the website, com. It's always great to hear from you. Next week, our guest haiku is coming from ramlort in India, a country that's really taken English language haiku to its heart, so I'm looking forward to that. That's it for today. i have to go and start work on my other podcast, The Career Ace, on which I do tips for job seekers. This time my topic is positive discrimination in the workplace, so if you've got any thoughts on that, you can go to the Career Ace website and contact me. But for now, thanks for listening to The Haiku Chronicle. I'll be back next week. Keep writing.